the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are coming near the celebration of Palm Sunday, the celebration of Holy Week. And of course, at this time, Christians all around the world will begin and somehow doing those beautiful special traditions for Palm Sunday and Holy Week. Things of our tradition that we would hear more about, we would learn, we would converse with Father Sharbel Saifi in regard of, of, of what is the meaning of Palm Sunday and how are the celebrations and the various customs during Holy Week come together in order to express and to live with Jesus's Holy Week of Passion, his crucifixion, his death, leading all the way to his resurrection on Sunday of Easter. With that, we want to today pray in a very special way for repentance in the world. You know, we have a responsibility we as Christians in the world is actually to have a steadfast spirit. Christians in the world, the more we have a clean heart in us, the more the world's problems actually will become solvable, manageable, and the good will prevail over evil. It is beautiful to see that how in our Judeo-Christian tradition, there are certain aspects of our faith that have to do with lamentation, for instance. Other aspects have to do with repentance and regret, for instance. Other aspects have to do with uh, jubilee. Now, when we look at uh, lamentation, you know, there are a certain number of psalms in the Old Testament in which uh, the psalmist uh, David, as the author of the psalms, would lament to God, would cry out to God, and would seek the help of God. We see this image always where the good person is lamenting um, the pain of his people, the pain of Israel, his personal pain, um, the pain of... uh, and the forces of um, oppression that comes over us. These psalms um, are, are cleansing psalms. They are psalms that they renew in the heart of the human being, commitment of faith towards God. Yet most of the time and all the time, as a matter of fact, these psalms will end by showing 
how God is consistent in his love for humanity and that he will always bring into victory um, all his children. He will wrap them with his victory and God definitely will come and be present amongst his suffering people and bringing them to be relieved to salvation and uh, to be liberated from the power of the oppressors. Other Psalms in this occasion of uh, Holy Week and um, Palm Sunday before that, um, the season of Lent in general has to do with the repentance. And, you know, repentance is when we as human beings do something bad. We sin against the Ten Commandments, for instance. We sin against one another. We sin against the love of God. We commit a sin against um, the love of the neighbor. There are many, many, many occasions, unfortunately, and possibilities of sin. Hopefully, none of our sins will be serious enough to exclude us from the salvation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But these penitential psalms, or psalms that invite us to repent, to remorse, to um, examine our conscience, and to definitely state before God and declare our state of being sinful people, it actually invites us at the same time to seek God's forgiveness, to seek God's kindness, to make sure we are wrapped in God's holy compassion. So in the lamentation, we are wrapped in God's hope and victory. God cherishes us and protects us. In our repentance, God wraps us with his kindness, with his mercy, and with his compassion. Because he washes us from our guilt. And he cleanses us from our sins. Our offenses will no longer be counted for us. They will be completely wiped away from us. And God will wipe away all of our offenses in the most pure and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for us on Golgotha at the time of his crucifixion. With this, my friends, and looking at the incidents of what is happening in the United States of America, all the political upheaval, the stories we are hearing in the banking system, people worried about their income, their savings, their accounts, people who suffered from the closures of some banks in the U.S., people in the world who are suffering from natural disasters, people in Lebanon who continue to suffer, unfortunately, from this huge war between the dollar exchange rate versus the Lebanese pound, for instance, stories of refugees, stories of um, uh, people coming and somehow, I, I do not want to say uh, population replacement, population control, things we are discovering with the vaccine, things we are discovering as a result of the manipulation of the COVID-19 that now are coming to the surface, for instance. Incidents happening in the world are showing that everything in the world was working to end the human life. That's the point I want to make. I love every human being on earth because we are all created in the image and likeness of God. I love the people and people deserve to have a nation called home, a home for them, a city, a state that takes care of them. But when we look at the replacement of population in the world, when we look at the, the people that being on the walk in the world, leaving nation to another nation, are these really the best solutions for humanity or it is best to invest that inside every nation. We feed the people, we host the people, 
we make sure people are treated with equal rights, equal opportunities, equal rights, equal protection, for instance. People with all um, bliss and these pillars of uh, faith, of freedom, of family, and the right of the pursuit of happiness, of joy, economic prosperity, for instance. This balance between humanity is always the best way to solve the problems of the people. But it saddens our hearts to see that today in the world, you have over 165 million people on the move between nation to another nation. There are populations in the world that they throw their passports, they jump in the sea, they cross between continents, you know, going through waters, and many of them will sink, and then they die, and the rest who make it, they end up being in another nation where we know that these are potential problems for the future of what we might call a proper integration process that the populations can and freely choose to live together. With all of these um, worries and ideas in mind, we also want to remember the children in our school who are being indoctrinated uh, by many unfortunate means, for instance. Those are children who are suffering between what the teachers' policies or the teachers' ideologies are and what their parents' responsibility is, this suffering is also great on the heart of the children. We want to pray for these children who are being uh, and somehow exposed to much suffering, to much pain, to handle and, and be open to understand things that are beyond their age of innocence. We want to pray for the innocence of the children. With all of this, let us repent. Let us pray that God accepts our repentance by praying together Psalm 51. O God, have mercy on me. So let us pray. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, it ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done, that you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O oh, see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed you love the truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O oh, purify me, then I shall be clean. O oh, wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. 
nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help, with a spirit of fervor sustained, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humble, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness, show favor to Zion. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with the lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning to you, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. Again, I want to welcome our conversation today, which is about the Holy Week celebrations in Lebanon, which coincide also at the same time when the Muslims are celebrating the Holy Month of Ramadan. And uh, around uh, these two um, occasions, religious occasions, we're going to speak a little bit about the uh, Christian growth in the world and the Muslim growth in the world, the expansion, as I may call it, with me is Father Sharbat Saifi, a friend of the show, as you know him, and friend of the Mission of Hope and Mercy in Lebanon, and um, our uh, operation manager in Lebanon, Mr. Jacqueline Emmanuel, as well, whom you have gotten used to hear both of their voices. Uh, Father Sharbat, good Sunday morning. Good Sunday morning. Awesome. Um, I want to ask you a few things. First of all, um, on, on a liturgical uh, way, what is so special about Holy Week in Lebanon? Starting with the Palm Sunday, starting with the Shanine. Why these celebrations are so special and they are highly attended by people? Okay, Father. The Holy Week of the Passion of Christ uh, begins in the evening, Palm where there is a celebration. The Christians celebrate uh, the ritual of the safe arrival um, to the harbor of Saint and uh, the rite of the lamp, uh, in which uh, we compare the Lenten season to Christians uh, being on a ship. And that ship waves through stormy sea, and the cross will be the sail of that big ship. And the, the Christians are on a stormy sea, where there is high killer waves around them. None of them will be heard. It was during Holy Week with the Bastion of Christ. The Christians arrive to the harbor of safety. And, uh, of course, we celebrate also the rite of the Lamb on Holy Wednesday of the Holy Week, in which we celebrate and bless holy oil, and we light seven lamps to bless the people with light and the holy oil. And on Thursday, we do the celebration of the washing of the feet and Eucharistic adorations throughout the entire night, all the way to Friday morning, where we celebrate the, the adoration of the cross and the burial of the, the uh, cross. And then on Saturday of the light, Christians celebrate a penitential service where they all are invited to go to the confession before the celebration of Holy Easter. And on midnight of Easter Sunday, the Christians in the world celebrate the vigil of Easter, the midnight mass, and on Sunday day, 
they celebrate Easter Mass Day of Sunday of Resurrection Rahman. The meaning of Holy Week for us as Christians is socially very We celebrate God becoming man. He wore, he put on himself the weak human pain, betrayal, all the emotions and the negative passions that we as human beings deal with on a daily basis and suffer from. Yet, uh, with the same weapons that the devil has tempted the humanity by making the humanity and subjecting the humanity to death because of its sin, God and God to Jesus the foundational weapon, the weakest of our human nature, and he goes a slow death in order to destroy death by death and to trample over death and to uh, break off all the souls who are chained and who are held captive and all hell or and Sheol. And with this, God using the weakness of the human nature shows the strength of God and the power of God and the glory of God. And he destroys Satan and destroys death. It is also, this is the mystery of our redemption. This is the mystery of our salvation. Where in the death of Jesus Christ, there is the most viable sign of divine love. He dies for me. So I don't die. He dies for me. So I enter into life. So there is this human relationship. God related to us in our human feelings and our human emotions. And we as a human beings as well, we return the favor to God through our fastings, through our repentance, acts of charity, and our abstinence from, you know, all the um, great food, the meat, in a very particular way. People do acts of um, mortifications, they give up some things, they fast, they abstain from meat, and uh, they just um, sit and eat some of the oils or bread or uh, uh, vegetables. This is how our tradition used to be, that people would go collect the bitter herbs from their gardens, and from these gardens, people would go to eat they make, as you know, in Lebanon, we have this favorite food. We call it kippi, which is uh, made of a found uh, around lamb. Uh, in, and in the U.S., they make it with beef and they mix it with the cracked wheat and they put some herbs in it. Uh, and it's a delicious food. During Lent and during Holy Week, they make it without meat. They make it using pumpkins. They make it using potatoes. So they order it. The sad kippi, even the best food. That is a sign of our highest and most exclusive uh, meal celebration in Lebanon. It's celebrated during whole week by not containing meat in it. So it becomes the sad kibbi, the sad food. Even with our food, with our lives, through our acts of mortifications, our lenting and fasting, we are actually celebrating and experiencing the death of Jesus Christ in order to live again with him and be restored life everlasting at the resurrection of Christ. This is really, as I can summarize on a big scale, um, the meaning of the celebration of Holy Week. Thank you. I want to share with This was actually great. And I and I do love the way you ran through the entire celebration from Palm Sunday all the way to Holy Week and uh, to Easter. Um, it, seems, it seems that Holy Week and Easter are great tools for evangelization. Evangelization. Now, when I move a little bit, um, uh, Jacqueline, um, Lebanon and the Muslims in the world are also celebrating Ramadan. And it is a, a holy month for them. 
um, they do also some fasting, and then in the evenings they actually celebrate food. Yeah. They make so they move basically instead of eating during the daytime, yeah, they eat around six, around six or seven with a sunset. Yeah. With a sunset, yeah. um, let's let's do some statistics. I like to do some statistics. First of all, uh, concern about Christians. What is the number of Christians today in the world when it comes to Catholic alone? Let's say, and I know. Father Charbel has some statistics. Catholic yes. uh, alone, Father, are around 1.378 billion. They're increasing around 1.3% per year. That's on the Catholic side alone. Yes, yes, according to Vatican statistics. And when was the statistic made? It was made by the end of 2021. Okay, and just released now in 2023? Yes, it re it's released uh, March 8, 2020. Okay. Well, what's the number of Orthodox and Protestants, Father Sherbert? Do we have any numbers? Father Jara, the Orthodox population in the world is around 300 million in the world. And uh, they gather between Russia and the Eastern world and in some of the Middle Eastern countries and, uh, of course, Eastern Europe, including Cyprus and Greece, and evangelicals and Protestants, um, are about 900 million in the world. Um, the largest number of evangelicals and Protestants live in the U.S., in Northern America, and in many of the countries in Africa, uh, as well as in China and in India. So, Jacqueline. So, um, what's the number of the Muslim population in the world? If we are to compare, so we're looking, we're looking Christian population, including Catholics, Protestants, and Orthodox, we're looking at about two and a half billion, two and a half billion, two and a half billion. Compared to 1.9 billion of Muslim by the end of 2020. By the end of 2020, there is already 1.9 billion Muslims in the world. That's a comparable number, actually. Does that include the Shia and the Sunnis? By the way, I failed to. So both the Shias and the Sunnis. One point nine billion. Both of them are about one hundred point nine uh, billion. When it comes to priests, to bishops, to uh, uh, deacons, when it comes to the world population, um, I know the Vatican um, also um, survey that was really sad that there are 10 things to know yes. from the latest survey on the Catholic Church today. Yes. Can you tell us about the numbers of uh, Catholic priests and bishops? What numbers decreased? What numbers increased? Yes. The number of deacons and religious order priests declined globally by 0.67% to 407,872. Religious order priests saw a larger decrease of 1.1% while deacons priests decreased by 0.32% around the world. Well, around the world. Yes. While the number of Catholic people, did they increase or decrease? Decrease. So while the number of the people is increasing, we actually don't have, we don't have enough clergy um, in, in the world, not including monks, not including nuns, not including clergy as in diocesan priests as well. How about, how about the bishops? Yes. Uh, also, here, Father, uh, this uh, this the, the the statistic. Also, they talk about the seminarians. Okay. The seminarians also they decreased globally by one point eight percent. Okay. Okay, and the the number of full and religious women also they decreased in the world by one point seven percent. 
And it's now a huge imbalance of peace to the faith women, especially in the Americas. Because uh, in, uh, in North and South America, 48% of the world's Catholic, the two continents only have 29% of the world's priests. I know there is a statistic speaking between 2014 and 2018 about how many Muslims actually leave Islam in the world. Uh, around 24%. 24% of Muslims, they leave Islam. Yes. And with this, um, we know within those 24%, do all of them become Catholics or Christians in general? Uh, most of them, Father, they become non-religious, while around 20% they go to Christian. So from that 24%, there's about 80 or 55%, they go to a non-religion, no religious, and there's 22%, they they actually become Christians in the world. Um, Father Charbel and uh, Jacqueline, I want to thank you so much. These are good to know, um, good numbers to talk about. And um, next show, we'll speak about what's in Lebanon as well. Because there will be a shift of population, it seems, including um, Lebanon. Well, we want to pray that Lebanon continues to strive and to thrive at the same time. To strive means to work hard. To thrive is to have hope and to have the desire of seeing a good tomorrow. We pray with you for the safety of all of our people. We wish the whole world a wonderful and a holy, blessed week. A happy Palm Sunday to you all and a wonderful Easter from now. We'll see you again. Um, next week and may Almighty God bless us all protect us from all evil and uh, bring us all to the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ our Lord to the peace joy and victory in Jesus' passion crucifixion death and resurrection and may God bring us all to everlasting life Amen All right. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.